Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, March 7th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Saxophonist and college student Claire Maui responded to the death of her twin sister by writing an album dedicated to her. I think all but one of the songs I wrote after she she passed away, she always supported me so much, so I knew she would want me to keep going with my music. Maui talks more about the inspiration behind the recordings in just a few minutes. Today is the first election in St. Louis involving a board of aldermen with 14 wards. A charter amendment approved in 2012 cut the number of aldermen in half. That's led to four races today with incumbents running against each other. There are two uncontested races for board president and third ward aldermen. Under approval voting, the top two vote-getters advance to next month's general election. In four races, the primary and general election will feature the same candidates. Missouri is one of three states pulling out of a bipartisan initiative to tackle voter fraud. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says Missouri is leaving the Electronic Registration Information Center. It's a bipartisan effort among states to keep accurate registered voter lists. Ashcroft says a requirement to send mail notices to eligible but unregistered voters is one reason for the decision. Florida and West Virginia yesterday announced similar action. More than 30 states and the District of Columbia are still part of the center. A former St. Louis police sergeant has won $300,000 from the city after alleging a hostile work environment and racial discrimination. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the suit filed by Heather Taylor. Taylor is now the deputy director of public safety. When she filed the lawsuit in 2017, she was a sergeant with the SLMPD homicide unit. A jury last Friday agreed that various department commanders created a hostile work environment for Taylor after she spoke to the media without permission. The lawsuit noted that other white officers who also spoke to the media were not punished for doing so. The jury also found that the city retaliated against Taylor after she called for the resignation of then-chief Sam Dotson in 2016. At that time, Taylor was the president of the Ethical Society of Police. The organization advocates for officers of color. The settlement is among the largest the city has had to pay out. It will also be responsible for covering Taylor's attorney's fees. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri House has passed legislation to put control of the St. Louis Police Department under a state-appointed board. The measure now goes to the Senate, where a committee has already heard a similar bill. St. Louis has controlled its police department for about a decade. The legislation would give that power to a board of commissioners. The governor would appoint four members, while St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones would also serve on that panel. She calls the legislation a slap in the face to voters who approved the ballot measure allowing St. Louis to regain control of the police department. The bill also includes a $7,000 raise for officers. Some St. Louis County residents with disabilities who use Metro Coloride services may have to find alternate transportation beginning April 10th. Transit system officials say a driver shortage has prompted a reduction in routes. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. 
Metro Transit officials say they're cutting some call-or-I routes to help reduce the number of trip denials and phone reservation wait times. In January, Metro denied about 18,000 out of 47,000 call-or-ride service requests. The transit service didn't have enough drivers to cover the trips. Charles Stewart Jr. is Metro's chief operating officer. This is not something that we feel good about doing, but if we're going to provide the service, we want to make sure that the people that need it the most get it. But advocates for disabled people say the changes limit their independence. Metro officials will hold a 6.30 p.m. meeting to Today on the changes in the University of Missouri St. Louis Student Center. I'm Andre Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The coach of St. Louis University's chess team has resigned in the wake of sexual assault and misconduct allegations. Grandmaster Alejandro Ramirez has also stepped down as a worker at the St. Louis Chess Club. He was on leave since accusations against him earlier this year by U.S. women's chess champion. A statement from Ramirez says investigations are a distraction for the club. He is denying the allegations. The leader of U.S. Transportation Command at Scott Air Force Base is one of four women four-star generals or admirals. General Jacqueline Van Ovost and her counterparts shared their experiences yesterday as part of a Women's History Month event. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. The women told stories about overcoming male superiors who told them they would fail in their careers. For Van Ovost, it came when she went to flight school. An instructor told her she didn't belong. Originally trained as a pilot of larger cargo planes, she says learning to fly a fighter took some work and the help of her peers. So they worked with me on the side and I studied hard, put my head down, went out practice every time I can so the next time I flew with or against this person, I was ready to wax him. Right. <laughs> now Van Ovos leads the transportation arm of the U.S. military. Transcom is one of 11 unified combatant commands and has been coordinating all the American supplies moving in and out of Ukraine. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Twenty-year-old Jefferson College student Claire Maui has dedicated her first album to her twin sister, Hannah, who died last year after a drunk driver crashed into her car. From her family's home in Hillsboro, Maui talks about the emotions fueling the recording and what it's like playing songs dedicated to her late sister with their guitarist father, Shane. I think it brought us closer because playing over these songs and... You know, they're all inspired by Hana, and, you know, he he can hear that in the music, and, and I, I can hear it in his solos. You know, I think all of us are really inspired by Hana and are playing. My mom, she plays trombone and we play in the concert band together at Jeffco, so we also play music together. My little sister plays, she's learning trumpet, and my brother picked up tuba, (laughs) so everybody's got something going. I mean, just playing in general is, um, always makes me feel better. I think all but one of the songs I wrote after she she passed away, 
she always supported me so much, so I knew she would want me to keep going with my music. And it's definitely um, somewhere to go with my emotions, especially with writing music. The song Little Flower I wrote specifically for Hana, because Hana in Hawaiian means little flower. <laughs> That song is, it's, it's just a song I wrote for her just to tell her how much I love her, but, you know, there's also, I miss her a lot, and I think you can hear that in the song as well. You know, some of the other songs are kind of, are playful and fun and are just kind of reminiscent of a lot of the memories we had together and fun times as kids. The song Apple Pickin' is about <laughs> going apple picking every fall. That was always something fun to do as a family. Hang on, I need to let my cat out of my room actually because she keeps meowing at me. <laughs> The song Black Cat is based off my cat. <laughs> um, she's kind of aggressive and standoffish, and I think it's kind of in a protective way. And so I think that's kind of what I'm going for. thought of, oh, maybe I'll play as the Claire Maui Quartet or whatever when I'm like 30-something. Um, um, I'm doing it now and it's amazing to be able to do it. Um, it is a little bit hard though, just because, you know, Hana's not here to see it all happen. That's Claire Maui, who plays Jazz St. Louis tomorrow. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin produced that story. Our David Casares was the editor. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.